I think in all of my writing, that that's the whole thing it takes. There's a journey. There's hope. Don't give up. There, there are plenty of things out there, whether it's, you know, wrong relationships, addictions, things that will distract us and cause us to go further, further down the downward spiral. Um, and I would just say uh, everyone can get back on the path. Everyone has a talent. Everyone has a calling. Let's build on that. Welcome back to another episode on Fight Joy with Joyen, the podcast that is all about helping you live and lead a life with joy. I'm your host, Joyen Chan, and every Wednesday we are giving you access to the world's best and brightest minds in their fields on our show. Listen in as these leaders impart their wisdom, inspiration, and stories to empower you to live joyfully with intention, passion, and purpose and celebrate the struggles and overcome the challenges we may face each day with the tools and insights that we are going to share with you. Whether you are looking to improve your relationship, find your passion, learn how to embrace the present moment, deepen your spiritual connection, or learn the magic of manifestation and law of attraction to attract more abundance, this podcast is here to guide you every step of the way. As your host, I am also challenging myself to dig deeper to learn and unlearn and ride along with you. We are not here to tell you how to live your life because it is your life. But this life is all that we have right now. So my friend, why not live our life to the fullest? So I hope these conversations and stories will guide and inspire you to live your life to your highest potential and a life that you are proud of as you continue to grow and evolve in your own journey. So if you are ready to start living a more passionate, purposeful and joyful life, join us every Wednesday on Find Joy with Joyanne for inspirational stories, powerful message, fun conversations and empowering talks with me and my special guests and friends. And now without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. From Staten Island, New York, he started playing guitar and writing songs in his early teen years and never for a moment has he stopped loving it. After a few years and several bands later, he released his first album, Choose This Day, in 2005. While working on some side music projects, he expanded his writing into literature and released a fantasy novel of an evermore this lighted blade in 2016. In June of 2021, in working with Taylor Mays at Iron Grove Studios, a new rock album, Into the Apocalypse, Part A, Divided and Conquered, was born with over 200k streams 10 months later after launch. And shortly after that, a most recently a follow-up to Noah Want of an Evermore Cutting Dreams debut. He's here today to help you find your dreams and to achieve them. So guys, help me in welcoming the accomplished musician and songwriter, the rock star, John Consalvo. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. So excited to have you here today. Oh, so excited. You know, I don't know if I can, you know, outdo that intro. That's That was amazing. Thank you. Wow. I want to know, how did you first discover your passion for songwriting? Uh, it's a great question. I was uh, <clears throat> raised in a really musical family. So all of my uncles are, are phenomenal guitar players, drummers, my cousins, you know, great drummers, guitar players, uh, vocalists. My mom was a great vocalist. And so 
I started, you know, singing pretty young, like around seven years old. Um, and but right, I'd say right around 12, I started to have this thing where I wanted to create lyrics. I liked the idea of creating, creating. And um, I was a bit of a late bloomer with my guitar. I picked it up, uh, as you mentioned, in my teen years, right around 15 years old. But I would say uh, as, so as soon as I was around 16, I started writing songs, lyrics and music all, all the time. And I just had this desire to just create and keep creating over and over. Um, I've probably written, you know, you know, maybe 500 songs, you know, in my you know, career at least. Uh, many of those are like, you know, in a box someplace, but uh, I'd love to be able to do something with all of them at some point. But I, yeah, I would say just the, this idea of creating and, um, you know, honing that, like it, it's, it's like anything else. So if I go back and look at my old lyric when I was like 14 or 18 or 20, I might cringe a little bit and be like, really, I, I wrote that. Um, <laughs> and then some things, some things you look back and you write and you're like, wow, I was wiser than I thought, you know, like, you know, so it's, it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I just have always had that. Um, and I'd say it started probably more when I was around 12 years old and started to build over time. Wow. So what is your music all about? Like, what do you write about, actually? Yeah, um, I, I think it's, I think it depends. Uh, I, I remember one for me, uh, I wanted to be, you know, as, as real and authentic as I, I possibly can be. So um, you mentioned Choose This Day. That was, that was my first album. That was about really a lot of in-depth personal journey and personal growth that I was going through. And, um, you know, I'm a believer that, you know, if you're going to put something down, if, you, if you're going to put some songs you're going to record that people are going to hear, it should be real. It, 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 it's got to be either real personal to you or real personal to something you're trying to accomplish. And, and so I, I would say, you know, certainly, you know, Choose This Day was personal to me. They all are. But Choose This Day was really about my journey and a lot of the things that I personally had been going through. Um, and so when I look at like Into the Apocalypse Part A and Part B, um, that's more of a story album, right? It's still, I think all the songs, there's 22 in all between both albums. They, they can stand on their own. But really, I like this idea back to creating, like uh, we were talking about before. I like this idea of a story, a story rock opera, right? Where you are following an individual that is, you know, it starts in a time not dissimilar to where we are right now, um, but he's really just trying to survive through apocalyptic times, through hardship, through um, trying to achieve a calling and falling away from a calling and um, really taking those steps um, to try to make something of his life during the, the hardest of times. And, uh, you know, you know, almost like like many of us, right? You fall away from the thing you, you're trying to accomplish. You know, we all have a story arc. And and then you follow this individual to where, you know, they get their journey back to to their, you know, their calling, you know, in, in album two. And so, I, you know, so, but even then, all the songs, you know, I draw from either personal experiences or things that I've witnessed and to try to develop this character. Um, and so... Um, but yeah, everything to me starts with being personal. That is really interesting. So, because I'm sure being a musician, um, it's not an easy journey, right? I I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm because I'm not a musician, right? Um, but I do 
I did have like dreams. Yeah, I'm a dreamer. I did have dreams before when I was young and I just didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't follow through. So what would, what would you say about what was your biggest challenge on your journey that you have faced and how did you overcome it? I think you're right. I, I, I think songwriting, you know, or just musician in general certainly has its challenges, but um, uh, not like anything. I don't think any different from anything else. So I would say for me, the biggest thing was prioritization. So um, when I was in Staten Island, I, I would say, you know, as you know, even when I was like, you know, late teens into, you know, early 20s, um, I was in rock bands that would, you know, play in different clubs and, and what have you. And then I think you, you, you know, at that point, you know, I had a choice for me was either continue that, but you're not making much money, right? I mean, the, the, you know, ultimately you're at clubs, you're selling clubs out, you know, but they're, they're small and maybe you get a, a you know, hundred, couple hundred bucks, you know, a night, um, a few nights a week. And uh, there, then it's like, okay, do I need to go out and get a real job, right? And like, that's just the real of it, right? And so that that was, um, I would say for me, you know, I made a decision that, you know what, I, I want to keep my music going. I want to keep writing, but um, there were bills to pay, you know, and I, and I got to get a job. And so um, I'd say what I allowed, what, what wound up happening is I, I wound up, you know, although we're doing well at my job, I almost put a lot of the stuff to the side. And I would say uh, the biggest challenge is going, again. and now what, I, what I've made a decision to do over the past 10 years is even though I'm, I might work a full-time job or I might work at other things, um, I'm not going to let anything keep me from doing this. Whereas I say before, as you're trying to figure out what you want to do in your life, if you got bills to pay, you got to get a job. And sometimes that job takes priority over the, your dream and the thing you love. And so I would say the biggest challenge is number one, how do you prioritize that? And number two, if you have to prioritize a job over your songwriting or music career, but don't lose it. Keep practicing at home, keep writing, keep doing the thing, save some money, pay some bills, and then get back to it. You, you have the gift for a reason. You have the passion for a reason. You never know what happens, right? And, uh, you know, do a song, release a song, send, send some lyrics out. I mean, we're at a place now between, you know, shows like yourself and YouTube and Instagram and all the stuff where you have some folks that just write a song on an acoustic, put it on blast, and then boom, you know, all of a sudden there's, you know, 100,000 views or, or followers or whatever. So I would say um, the big, the biggest challenge for me was prioritization you know, having to choose sometimes a job over doing this. But in the world that we're in now, I think there are, there are things that you can do to make sure that you're still getting your stuff out. Right. I could tell that writing is really your biggest passion because you are also an author and, I mean, novelist, right? Um, so what got yourself into that side of, I mean, like writing novels? Like what inspired you? I, I would love to tell you that, you know, uh, I had this passion when I was younger. Um, I didn't. I never, ever, if you told me it, you know, you know, when I was graduating college or, you know, or when I went first going to college, I should say that, hey, one day you're going to write a book. I'd say, mm, yeah, no, that's just not going to work out. I, I can't even get a term paper out, much less do a book. And so 
the uh, I, I would say writing doing an album was helpful and then doing a lot of the song again this is about the ability to create um but really i it was like i want to say you know for earth and evermore the light of blade that was the first thing i ever took a stab at writing and it was really about this idea of creating this 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 whole world and where the concept really came from and this is um you know my, my grandparents had both passed away in back-to-back years during may and i was like it was in prayer you know it was during may it was the following year and i was really you know i was i was missing my grandparents i was really close with them and um you know and i think like a lot of folks right you get into this place whether you're meditating or you're praying or whatever in my case i was praying and one of the things i was praying about was um you know you know why do we have to deal with things like pain and death you know it's not like we ever had a choice to be born, right? And that that's that's that was my my prayer. And I kind of heard this small voice within me to say, Are you sure? What if you did have that choice, you made that choice and you just don't know it? And then all of a sudden, like well, I'm not kidding, within seconds, like this entire like, you know, world of Jardinia just started to pop into my head. And I'm taking this walk in the park and these different characters are showing up and it's just like a little bit. And so I was like, you know, when I get home, I'm going to get down, sit down and just type it out a little bit and see what comes about. And one thing left to led to another. And instead of like, you know, three, four pages, it wound up being a chapter. And then I was like, you know what, I think this is okay. And I reached out to, um, you know, a, a wordsmith editor and, you know, she gave me some, some guidance. And then I, I wrote some more, wrote some more. And I, I really, I wrote an entire, you know, it was like 370 pages or something. And, oh. and then I was like, I've never, never done anything like this before. Um, and then I reached out to uh, a, a really well-known uh, ghostwriter at the time and um, a few other editors. And I was like, hey, I've never done this. I need to grow some thick skin. Give it to me and um, tell me what's good, what's not good. But uh, that that's where it came from, and I, I just I love this idea of creating a world, creating these characters. The you know, really, with the idea being is that, you know, <clears throat> you know, let's say, I'm sure you felt the same way too with with things in your life. But there are people you meet in your life where after like five seconds or five minutes, you just connect. You're just like, you know what, that person, um, I feel like I've known them a long time. And then there are other people that you might have known your entire life, right? That no matter what it is you do, they are under your skin, you're under theirs, and you just can't get there. And you're trying. It's not like they ever did anything wrong to you, right? And I'm like, I wonder if something happened, you know, you know, beforehand. And I, I kind of use that as like, if we, we all believe that our soul, and many, many I, should, I shouldn't say we all, but many believe that our soul is eternal after death. Um. But what about before life on earth, right? And, you know, the this idea that not necessarily, not necessarily like reincarnation, but this idea that, hey, what if you as Joy and me as John were the same people as souls, you know, 10,000 years ago, someplace else, right? And we were making choices and having relationships and building on things. And earth is just a part of that journey moving forward. And so... We get here and that's where we have, you know, deja vu. And that's why we have these things, right? So 
I, I just had some fun with it. And I was like, you know, what if I could make something out of this? And that's where, that's really where it came from. Just the idea to create. So I wouldn't tell you that I'm a literature master, uh, but the idea of creating and creating characters and creating worlds and stories is something that is appealing to me. That is fascinating. It's so fascinating. Well, I do believe in past lives and reincarnations and souls and soulmates. You know, I do believe that. And it's something that I am always passionate about. I talk to people, you know, on my podcast all the time. Um, um, but yeah, it's something that I uh, wasn't expecting this where we are going with our conversation today. So I want to know when you, what is your creative process? Like maybe, you know, because initially you just wanted to write a song, but it, it turned into a book, right? So what is your mm -hmm. creative process? Like, do you, maybe you, you start with meditation just to download some idea? I don't know. Like, so um, do you start with the lyrics or melodies or a specific team or characters? What is your process like? Uh, yeah. So sometimes the process can be, uh, some of my songs, I've written the lyrics first. So there's there are just lyrics that come to me and I, I want to write them down, right? Um, other times it's a melody. And the cool thing and not, sometimes not so cool thing about a melody is you never know when it's going to hit you. So you might be out there shopping in a supermarket, you know, and getting some things and all of a sudden this cool melody just hits you in your head. Um, and what I wind up, I find myself doing is, you know, taking my phone and hitting the record button and just quickly humming that melody into the phone so I could get back to it when I get home. Right. I, you know, I, I, I in the old days, I guess long when there was no phones, I don't know how folks did it, but uh, you know, you actually had to remember it. Um, so I would take the melody or, or, and then other, other ways would be um, I'll pick up my acoustic and I'll just start, you know, strumming away, you know, some, some things and then humming a little bit and picking up a melody. And I'm like, Hmm, okay. Um, uh, you know, just yesterday I, I I wrote a song called Sometimes, and it's just a you know, it's it's something that I'm toying around with. It took me about you know ten minutes to write uh, because the inspiration was just right there. So it's like okay, I, I I had this music in my head, I had this melody in my head. Let me put some lyrics to it, see if it makes sense. Lay it down on on you know a, you know a couple of versions of it just on my phone. Um, and so that's really the process. It's not very complicated. It's either, you know, it's either going to be lyrics first or the melody first, or you're playing around with some chords and the acoustic, and then you're just building the song from there. I would say when you get into the studio, and you mentioned Tyler Mays, uh, you have a great producer, you know, Tyler on these last two albums, Gary Workant from Shadow Gallery was on my first album. Um, a, a good producer will take what you have and try to make it as best as possible. So they might say, okay, this sounds great. This sounds great. Love this. Have you thought about tweaking this or maybe change this from an A to an A minor? Um, and although you don't hear it when you're writing it, when you hear it, when they're, when they're, when, then when you hear it as they're, they're instructing you, like, oh man, that's so cool. So I think I write the main foundation, but when you get into there with the producer, they'll, they'll make a tweak here or there that just takes the, the song to a whole new level. Wow. So what is your biggest inspiration? And also, okay, so I have two questions. First, what is your biggest inspiration? And second is, how do you overcome creative blocks? You know, have you ever gone, you know, um, face a creative blocks where you just don't feel inspired to write anything, but maybe some, you know, you have to, I don't know, like maybe the deadline is near, but you just don't feel inspired to write anything. My inspirations, I'd say, um, 
you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a man of faith, so certainly my faith will play a part in my inspiration. Um, and I would say, you know, uh, any of the experiences that I'm going through, any, listen, you know, uh, a poet needs the pain, right? So, you know, you know, any joys I'm dealing with, uh, any questions or doubts I'm dealing with, um, any emotional pain I'm dealing with, right? It, it, you know, that, that all comes out, like, like I was saying in the beginning, it's got to be real, right? And, you know, you know, I believe that writers write so that readers can read. But I also think with music, right? You know, if we write songs, not just for ourselves, but for, you know, someone else, right? You just don't know who that someone else is or how they're going to interpret that. But it should always be real. And the audience will, you know, they will pick up on that. They'll know if it's fake or not, right? And so uh, you want it to be genuine. Uh, but yeah, for me, I would say God and faith, you know, my experiences, whether it's joy or happiness or, or pain, um, uh, or, you know, th th those would be, you know, I, I would say, you know, again, not overcomplicated. I'd say those would be my, my main inspirations there. And then what was your second question? How do you overcome creative blocks? Like oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, I would say a couple of things. One time you know there there are times when um I'll, I'll be writing something and i think it'll be okay and then i will i'll put it down for a minute you know for a day or two or whatever and i'll come back to it and and be like oh that that's that, that's even better right um and then you know when even writing the novel i haven't been to a place to where i've been like oh i'm stuck i don't know what to write but I do think it's important to have your outline first. Um, even when I did the album, right, I had an idea of how I wanted the story to go. Have your story outline first and sit down, write a little bit. I can't write all of it at once. So I like to write a little bit in, get, let that marinate a little bit, get and think about, okay, I'm halfway through chapter one. This is what the characters are talking about. And then I'll go back in a week and I'll, I'll look at that and say, okay, does this still resonate? Okay. And because of that, what, what else is happening? And, and it gives, you know, when you're working out or when you're, you're running or you're working, you're just doing regular work or, or whatever, and you're thinking about your story, you start getting new ideas all the time so that when you have the time to sit down and write, you can add to it, add to it. Um, so I've been fortunate enough to where I haven't had um, severe writer's block, but I've also had the method to make sure that I can't just do it all at once. Um, I will say, um, during Courting Dreams, the, the second novel, there was a, there was a point in the book to where I was worried. I was like, okay, I know where the story is going, but I don't know if we, we have that, that hook moment. And then as, when you're writing, especially the second book, your characters talk to you, right? Because you've already established them, right? So your characters are talking to you. And then, so there wasn't a writer's block moment, but there was almost the opposite to where when I wrote something, I was like, that's it. And I jumped up, I did like a little skip dance and then I went back to, to keep writing. Uh, but I would say for me, the biggest thing is I give myself time. I, I, if I try to write it all at once, A, it won't be good and B, I will run into writer's block. So I, I try to do, you know, especially with a novel, a little bit here, a little bit there. 
with a song. Um, I'll, I'll write the song. If I don't have the lyrics, I'll record the music. And then I'll come back to it again using that same method. You know, come let's come back next week. Let's come back week two weeks. Do I do I is it something that I'm inspired to write? Um, and but that's that's my process. Beautiful. Yeah, that's the question because I am. <laughs> I have been trying, <laughs> trying is the word. Um, to write I because I want to write a book. Like yeah. Oh, awesome. But it's not novel. It's like my my personal you know my personal story you know. But I want to write a book. And I only have written one page, and uh, then I got stuck, and I just don't know where to like how to take it from there. So yeah, um, that's why it's good to um talk to other writers or authors, you know, um, yeah, to get some inspiration. But maybe it's to me, I feel like maybe it's not the time for me to write and publish a book because I don't know, it's just like I don't feel feel like I don't feel like it. Two things I'll give you that have helped help me, and if they helped you, great. Number one. Um, sometimes it's best to start at the end, ah. right? And say, okay, um, this is the ending. This is, you know, every, you know, every book's got to have, even a, you know, fiction, nonfiction, there's an ending. It's how you want to end the book, right? That's number one. Number two, I would just say write and write and write. Um, and someone told me this in the beginning when I was writing Earth and Evermore, The Light of Blade. They say, write your story. And they told me after it was released, so I wish they would have told me first, but they were like, the best thing you can do is write your full novel and then start at chapter three and treat chapters one and two as an appendix. Um, because chapter three is when you're really getting, you, you know, that most authors get into their style. Mm. Um, all the information in chapters one and two are important, but you want the reader to be brought in like a dream. Like you, you're in a dream, you're always brought in right in the middle. You never, if you think about when you're dreaming, you've never been into a dream where you start at the beginning. You're always right in the middle of something. And when you're in the middle, you know all the characters in your dream. You, you know everything that's happening, even though you may have never met these folks before in your life, you, but you know, which, you, you know what's going on and you're starting to figure things out. And that's supposedly how a book is supposed to go in, in many ways. So um, I would just say for you, like, you know, Number one, start at the end to see if there's anything there. Like, how do I want to end this? And then um, number two, write and write. And it doesn't mean that where you're starting to write is where you're going to start the book. You may write and say, you know what? Oh, I want to start it right here. You know, I, I want to start it when I was, you know, 15. And then I'll go back to when I was 10. Or I'm going to start it when I was, you know, you know, you know, 20 or whatever. And I'll, you know, and then I'll, 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 I'll go revisit it if I need to. Um, so yeah, I, I would just say, try those things, see if it helps you out. Um, that should be fun. I mean, you know, the main character. So yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's so helpful because I never thought about starting, start with the end because I know exactly how I want to start like the first sentence you know like the first word of the book but I never thought about how to like how do I want to end this um this story so that is so helpful and thank you so much maybe I was just going to start with the last chapter and the, like the last set final sentence and then I'll just like work um backwards right yeah maybe but, it helps yeah definitely so what is really the key message that you want to, because, you know, by telling stories um, through your song, whether it's your book, you are able to connect with your audience, right? Or readers, your your listeners, your followers. 
um, how do you, what is really the key message that you want people to take away from your music or even your, your stories? Yeah, there's one common theme um, is, and it, it, it may sound cliche, but to me, it's, it's certainly very personal, is we're all going to go through ups and downs. We're, 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 you know, we can't control the world around us, but we're all going to be affected by it. Um, and so what I would say is, uh, in all of my stuff, yes, there's going to be trials. Yes, there's going to be tribulations. Um, but there's always hope, right? And so, like, even in these last two albums, right, the, the part A is called Divided and Conquered, and part B is called Still Hope, right? And so, um, no matter, you know, what it is you're going through, you know, the, I, I think if, if, if we're, you know, if we're faithful, if we, we, you know, if we're good to those to the left and to the right of us, um, you know, whether that's geography, whether that's politically or whatever, um, if we're good to the people that are put in our path, um, and we're, we're continuing to try to do good by others, then I, I think good things will happen. And so I, I you know, and, and in this case, right, um, because I'm more faith-based, right? The, you know, to me, as we're going ahead and, you know, and in, in in my character here in the, the past two albums, um, he's got a, you know, he's got a calling from God. It's a, you know, that he finds about when he's a kid, but he doesn't do anything with it. And he kind of walks away from it. Not because he's a bad person, but just because he's distracted by the world and the pain of the world of loss. And he's fought in wars and, um, and he and he's you know deceived by just the basic day to day, and if you know baseball, you know the difference between a home run and a foul ball. It's just a sixteenth of an inch of where it lands on the bat, right? So it just takes a little bit to be distracted, and so, and one one day he he just gets to a place to where he's just like you know what, almost like rock bottom, and he's like you know what, I got to be humble. Um, I've been a bit arrogant. I got to be humble. I got to do right. And um, I'm going to change my life. And, and then, you know, he just starts to, you know, live, you know, what he would consider to be more honorably than he had been living before and, and seek out other folks that, that need help. And, and, you know, you gather things little by little and make it grow. And, and ultimately, he's trying to find his way back to his calling and his way back to God and his face. But I think in all of my writing, that that's the whole thing is hey there's a journey there's hope don't give up there there are plenty of things out there whether it's you know wrong relationships addictions things that will distract us and cause us to go further further down the downward spiral um and i would just say uh ultimately it's about there's still hope don't give up um Everyone can get back on the path. Everyone has a talent. Everyone has a calling. Um, let's build on that. That is beautiful. I'm almost like, I'm, I'm so tempted to ask this question. Like, how do you find your calling? Because there are so many people, they are like so lost. They are stuck in a nine to five job and they are not passionate about life. You know, that was me in the past, like, basically. So like, how do you find your calling? How do you really know what is your true purpose in life? You know what? I'd love to say I have that answer. I think I'd be a wealthy man if I were more wealthy than I am. Yeah. Uh, but I I do think that there there 
I think we have something, you know, again, it's going to sound cheesy, but I think that we have something in, inside of us a little bit to where, as like you mentioned earlier, right? Um, I first started to write lyrics when I was, you know, 12 years old. Um, if I went back, they probably aren't very good. Um, but I always enjoyed that. You know, I, I enjoyed, the, I, from, from the time I was a kid, I enjoyed the art of telling a story, whether it's through word or through music or through song or, you know, even in a public crowd, if someone asked me to tell a story, I'd feel really comfortable coming up with something on the spot and telling a story. So, but for me, that's just something that was always there. Now, other people say to me, how can you do that? I could never think of doing that. I don't know how to do that. To me, it's very, it, it comes more naturally to me. Um, to other people, other folks, they, they have this innate desire to paint. They started painting a little bit when they were five and then seven and then 10 and 15. I couldn't paint. I barely could paint the straight line. I know I can't even do that. Like it's just not going to work out. Uh, but they, I would say the passion that you have within you, the things you enjoy, even if you're like, that's so stupid. Nobody else would, would be into that. That's okay. That's yours. Build on that. Right. And so if you have a, a passion to sing or design or write um, or run or whatever, there's so many folks with different passions that they've had since they were, uh, you know, children, you know, build on that. I think one of the biggest challenges we have in society today, and I always say it, is we have way too many people that were born to be painters that are electricians. And not saying you can't be a great electrician if, you're, if your desire is to be a painter, but if your desire is to be a painter and you're painting for a living, then it's not feeling like work. It's your joy. If, you're, if your passion is to be a painter, but you're an electrician, you had to learn that, pick up that skill, and that's great. That's honorable. But you're not going to be happy because your happiness was painting. And so I, I, I kind of look at it that way. At the same time, pick you know if you want to pick up some other skills along the way to embellish your your passion, awesome, do that. But I would say we you know every one of us has that something uh, that we've always been passionate about, uh, and only you know it. Only I know it for me. Only you know it for you. Um, I'd say that's you, I think the calling starts there. I don't think those passions are given to us by accident. Mm. I think that we have them for a reason. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That is beautiful. Yeah. That is a question that I want all my listeners to ask themselves today. What is your happiness? <laughs> and so what, what are some of the projects that you are working on right now? I know we talk about, you actually just released your second album. So talk to us about that. Yeah. So we just released uh, Into the Apocalypse Part B, Still Hope, right? So that's the second album of this story album, where right? We had Part A and 21, Part B here. Uh, third album overall. And I would say this album has 12 songs. They all stand, they could stand alone, but if you listen to them cover to cover, um, it tells a story, right? And so, um, and it's, uh, it really, it starts about a year after part A ends. And so part A ends with, as I mentioned before, with this guy um, hitting rock bottom, coming to the realization that he, he's got to humble himself, find his calling and, and he set, and it takes off from, it ends with the world in a pretty dire place, right? There's, you know, earthquakes and famines and all these things that are happening. And after one big catastrophic event, um, this album starts a year later 
and it shows you know you're going through these these this this 12 song journey to where you know he's trying to you know pick up the pieces of what happened to him in part a and then you know just like anything else right once you think you got it figured out something else comes to hit you and that something else comes quick and you know he's kind of on the run for a few songs and then he meets new people that he wants to build a, a community with and that, that goes on for a few songs and then all of a sudden um more chaos comes and then ultimately to get to this pinnacle ending to where he he you know he embraces his you know calling on at some point during this album and then it gets to the ultimate goal at the end um and so i would say the, the song styles they range from like you know there's a almost like a country americana on some of the songs all the way to progressive rock right so it's got a pretty uh you know wide uh scope of uh of songs um there's a lot of um you might you might find a little bit of a banjo in there a little bit of fiddle in a couple of songs or fiddle in one song banjo in a couple uh we'll have some big uh big guitars big drums as well so um yeah certainly very excited uh about the album oh exciting yeah thank you so much for taking your time out um being here with us today um and sharing so generously and answering all my questions <laughs> so we always end our show with final five rapid fire questions usually i ask my guests um the same five questions but i have different set of questions for you today and every question okay. has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum all right first question is what is your biggest dream biggest dream yeah wow uh biggest dream uh i would say find my calling why you're calling? Wow. Okay. The next question is, if you could work with anyone in the world, who would it be? I can work with anyone in the world? Yep. Okay. If I, I think right now, if I can work with anyone in the world, it would be Orianti. Great guitar player. Um, very humble. I, I took a master class of hers once and it was phenomenal. So I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Now you put it out into the universe. Um, It's time for... It's time to manifest <laughs> for the dream to come true. <laughs> the next question is, if you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? Uh, growing up, I think when, when we're younger, we make, we, we make decisions that often treat people poorly. And there's a couple of folks I'd like to go back and um, not have had some things happen. Like there's a couple of folks I look back and like, I should have never said that to that person. Or whatever i'd like to you know change a couple of those things oh that's beautiful that's one of the most beautiful answers that i have um received when i ask this question the next question is what is something you're trying to learn or curious about right now yeah i'm passionate about people and i i i i, I i'm you know i realize more every day that not everybody's like me thank goodness uh, <laughs> but how to communicate with folks, how to hear folks. Everybody is different. And so I, I certainly want to just, you know, learn more about that. Learn more about people. Wow. The next, the last question is what brings you joy? Wow. That's, that's the million dollar question. Uh, I'd like to say a, a pepperoni pie from Dinino's Tavern in Staten Island. That will, that will usually bring me joy no matter what the mood is no you know you give me good pepperoni pizza and i'm ready to roll wow 
I love that. All right. Um, now tell my folks where they can find you online, where they can listen to you, uh, your music. Um, what are the, you know, where, yeah, where's the best way to get to know you more? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the music is available on all digital platforms. So Apple, Spotify, Deezer, you know, what have you. Uh, we also have, uh, we're also on YouTube, right? We have a couple of lyric videos that are out there as well. We'll have, you know, some more, uh, for those that want a physical copy, um, at the, uh, right around the end of the month, end of summer, I should say, we'll have, um, uh, we're planning on having CDs and vinyls available for Into the Apocalypse Part A and Part B. There'll be like a double album. So that'll be cool. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, John underscore Consalvo. Uh, so you can find me there as well. And so, um, and then there's also a John Consalvo music page on Facebook. So, um, yep, channel on YouTube, channel on Facebook. Um, and then also on Instagram and then on all the digital platforms. And for anyone that gives the, the, the music a listen, you know, I, I, I would love, you know, let me know if you love it. Let me know if you hate it. I, I'll be, you know, grateful either way. All right, guys. Yeah, any feedback is welcome. Um, I hope you love this episode. Go follow John, subscribe to his YouTube channel, Apple Music, Spotify. I'll put all his links in the show notes below. So make sure you go and check it out. This guy is rocking it, right? And if you want to learn more about what I do, what we do, you can go to my website as well and follow also follow me on uh, Instagram at joanne.chan. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode coming every Wednesday. And I will always leave you the same way as I leave you every other episode show up the world needs you and you need you thanks for listening and i wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead thank you again for tuning to find joy with julian podcast if you enjoyed today's episode you can help support this podcast in one of three ways one take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your ig story and tag me at Find Joey Joanne underscore podcast so I can repost and connect with you. Two, share this podcast with a friend or a family member. And three, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and reach more listeners worldwide. Make sure you also subscribe so you don't miss out on any episode coming Wednesday. Thanks for being here and I will see you soon in the next episode.